Welcome to the Future Me podcast, a place for upskilling ambitious women. I am your host, Alicia Jade, and I'm thrilled to bring you today's episode. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome to the Future Me podcast. My name is Alicia Jade and I am extremely excited to be able to bring you one of our new guests today. Um, For all you ambitious women that are out there listening to this podcast and coming back for another time around, um, we are focusing on all things human skills. So that is our aim is to upskill you guys so that you guys can really be relevant for the future ways of working within your leadership and also within your teams and your businesses. Um, So So today I'm really excited and thank you so much um, for Melanie Wood to be coming onto our podcast um, and sharing a little bit about what she knows about empathy. So I'm going to give you a bit of a rundown about Melanie. So Melanie helps people to become authentic communicators, to empower others, inspire teams and change lives. So she's on a mission to be able to help as many people find their voice in the world and shares her passion by assisting others to do the same. And she runs multiple uh, workshops, works with people one-on-one in groups, in teams, in organizations. She's absolutely on the go. So welcome, Melanie. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and it's such an amazing topic that I I love to be able to talk about. So thank you so much for, for having me today. No, thank you. And hey, we're in completely different worlds at the moment. Did you <laughs> did you want to share with the, the our listeners where you are and where potentially maybe just a, a little bit about you? Um, yeah. Because obviously you were here in Oz, but then you're back home. Yes. So share a bit yes. about you. Definitely. So one of my starting my business a few years ago, my my dream was to be able to um, travel. And from being from Scotland, um, one of my things was being able to come home for as much time as I wanted to be able to run my business. So this morning, it is now, I think, coming up to nine o'clock this morning. Um, I've already um, had a client session with a client in Australia um, now on this podcast. So um, yeah, it's just amazing to be able to do that. I've been in Australia for six years. I've been in our regional place in Queensland. I recently moved back to Brisbane six months ago. I'm now here in the UK for two months. So I'm building my business um, here in Australia. I'm in the UK, sorry, and um, being able to work with my clients that I have here in Scotland and obviously um, work with more people as well and run some workshops. So today it is wet and wild. It is a complete contrast to the temperature that I am normally used to. Um, over the last couple, um, the last week or so, it has been down to minus four. <laughs> oh, that is, uh, no, thank you. I'm happy to stay in Australia, even <laughs> <laughs> Even though we've got that um, crazy smoke happening at the moment, but right. um, you know, I, I'm yeah, keep me in the warm weather. That's for sure. Yes, definitely, it is my thing. I have to say, I've been home twice in six years, and I think my next time I come home, it will not be in the winter. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that, well, at least you can come visit here, right? You can go, you can, you can chase the summers. You can chase yes. the summers and go over there, and and then come over back here in the you know in the uh, summertime or summertime over here. Yeah. Um, but no, that's that's exciting. What out, out of curiosity, what was life like in Oz for you? Oh, like just amazing. Like I just feel like it's more home. And I think for me, like I love the sunshine. I love the daylight because here in the winter, like today, it will be dark all day um, of the weather. And I just feel like your emotions can very much dictate depending on the weather. And if you don't get that daylight, it can be really quite unmotivating. But I love the fact of my lifestyle of getting up at 4.30 in the morning in the summer and meditating and, go, you know, sitting outside and just really enjoying that. So I have absolutely loved the contrast of being somewhere where you don't have a beach and the hot weather and being able to have more of an outdoor type of lifestyle. I find the lifestyle is just completely different. Um, being here in, in, in Glasgow in Scotland is very much an indoor um, drinking culture as well. Whereas, you know, where I was living in, in Australia regionally is it's very outdoorsy um, and it's a totally different lifestyle. So I, I do prefer it in, in Australia, definitely. But obviously, I, I want to be able to see my family here in the UK. So wow. <laughs> the best of both worlds, really. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. W- look, would there be a third place, do you think, you'd live? Um, 
like I've been to the US and I think when I always wanted to immigrate to another country, I always thought it would have been in America because I've be, I'd been there, whereas I'd never been to Australia. So mm. potentially, you know, that might be somewhere else that I would love to be able to um, be able to visit more and build my business in definitely. So potentially that might be on the cards at some point. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, when that time comes, let me know. I'll come visit you in the US. <laughs> That'll be a nice excuse to be able to go overseas, that's for sure. Um, but look, well, you're going to talk today about empathy. Mm. You know, um, what, yes. what is it about empathy um, you know, that is really important that we should be learning about to move through mm. into the future? Um, but yeah. how did you get into becoming an expert in empathy or within this emotional mm. intelligence realm? Yeah, which is such a, a great question. And and for the, 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 the listeners and people that will watch this is that I was never somebody with empathy. <laughs> I was never somebody that used to put myself in the minds and the hearts of someone else. And um and really a lot of it is life experience that I have, I've, I've experienced to, to why I do what I do as as well as um in previous workplaces that I've been in. And really backstory of mine is that when when I was little like I just wanted to get married I wanted to have kids like that's where I thought my life would be is that you know you'd get a great job work for the rest of your days retire and um and you know for me looking for the right man was definitely something that I you know really wanted to um have as one of my goals and um and I suppose touching on the story of of America I actually spent six months in Europe when I was 17 and I absolutely loved the, loved the weather and I worked for a holiday company and um, I absolutely loved it. And when I came back, I thought, right, I'm going to go to America. And I looked into it and I applied. I was um, all set up to go and do Camp America. And um, I had looked into visas and how to stay. So literally when I was 18, the following year, I had my one-way ticket to go to America. And I thought, this is it. This is where I'm going to immigrate to. Like everything was mapped out for me. And um, I went on a night out and it was a very drunken night out in a nightclub here in Glasgow. And um, oh gosh. So anyway, the, 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 my now ex-husband, he had a white shirt on. I was very, very drunk. And I think when you're in that space is that when you see someone with a white shirt, it was like, there's the light. And I followed the light. And, <laughs> and basically from there we met and, um, and we, you know, shortly after the next couple of years is that we got engaged, we got married married and you know we spent six years together and um, interestingly enough um, being in my grandparents house at the moment I was up in their loft and I was looking through some old things of mine and one of them actually was was my photo album of my um, day that I got married so this is really divine timing that I could jump on this um, podcast with you and um, being looking at that in that situation and to touch more on that that after I got married, I knew that day that I shouldn't be in this marriage. But we actually went to the Dominican Republic to get married and we were just on our own. And I remember looking at our video and I was crying. And I remember thinking they weren't cry they weren't tears of joy. They were tears of, oh my God, what the hell am I doing? And I cannot get out of this. And in for everybody listening, it's, it was really about there was starting to be traits around an abusive relationship that I was in. There was a lot of psychological abuse going on prior, but I was 18 and he was 33. So I was very young. I was very impressionable, very naive. But this was my dream. This was my dream. I was getting married. I was going to have kids. This is where I wanted to be. And I went along with it because I just didn't know how else to come out of it. And I was in the Dominican Republic. So over the weekend, I was looking at my pictures and I'm obviously in a place now where it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. But I would say probably five, six years ago when I moved to Australia, when I looked at those pictures last, there was definitely a lot of different emotions that went on when I looked at it. And when I came back from the Dominican Republic and over that four years, I really started to endure a lot more um, abuse in there. 
And, um, <clears throat> and a lot of it was down to, I didn't know how to get out of it because I felt ashamed. I felt, you know, how can I tell everybody that this is going on? Um, you know, who can I really trust to, to talk to about this? Because, you know, you get married and that's who you're with for the rest of your days and there shouldn't be any other person. And, um, within that as well, I was actually in a workplace that I actually endured some um, bullying as well. So literally for a period of four to six years, I was getting up every single day to not knowing, you know, what the environment was going to be like at home. Then I was going to work five days a week and I was obviously enduring a lot of different things going on there. So a lot of my health deteriorated. I was constantly in hospitals, but they could never find out what was happening because obviously a lot of it was more down to stress and anxiety and, and different emotional factors going on but I didn't really know that's what it was and I kept looking for the answers in, in the medical and going you know there's got to be something wrong because I didn't know how to look within to know what was going on and you know the massive thing about empathy now is that it took around that three to four years and I was very good at putting a mask on so every day I'd go to work I'd put that mask on like my life was perfect everything was fine so I became like two different people I was my work person then I had my life person and I was starting to be isolated away from family from friends and that person that I was at 18 17 18 that was fearless and um, had the whole world at our feet it was ready to go to America I'd literally just put that ticket in the been and, and never looked back at that um, and I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and it wasn't until one day that um, something had happened in the morning at home and um, I went to work and I just couldn't cope with it any longer you know that mask was eventually going to come off and I went into work and there was this just one colleague and um, she knew something wasn't quite right and I did all my best to you know really be able to put it you know keep my keep everything together and she said you know is everything okay and I just burst into tears and just went no it's not and in that space she took off her shoes and she put mine on and she actually had been in a same situation as me um, previous to that years ago. So she was like the best person for me to be able to open up to because she knew what I was going through. And she became my most amazing support person for an entire year because she helped me be able to um, gain the confidence, be able to gain what I needed in order to walk away from that relationship because she knew what I was feeling, what I was going through, um, how hard it is to, to come away from those types of relationships because I had been away, come back, been away, come back, and I really needed someone like her to really help me do that. So that was amazing, amazing space to be in. And it really taught me about that empathy of taking your shoes off and putting somebody else's on. Whereas everybody else in the workplace just thought, oh, her behavior is just, that's the person that she is. Nobody ever actually looked beyond the fact that certain behaviors that I was displaying was because of what was happening to me at home. And, um, and so that for me was real time for me to really think about empathy. However, I did nothing about it for 12 years. So obviously during that time in my relationship, I didn't want to actually be here anymore. Like I really wanted to basically commit suicide because I didn't know how else to come out of it. And I said, I remember sitting in the shower and like I, I prayed to God, I'm not a religious person, but in that moment, I just prayed to the universe, to whoever it is and said, you know, if you really help me come out of this, I will spend the rest of my day helping other people. And then I did nothing for 12 years. I was the most cynical person that you could imagine. There was absolutely no empathy because I hated the situation I was in. I hated the person that I had become because of it. And it took me a long time to, to be able to work through all of that. And it wasn't until actually seven years ago, just before I came to Australia, that someone gave me the book, The Secret, and by Rhonda Byrne, for anybody that's, that hasn't heard of it before. Now, I had never grown up with self-improvement to any anything around the universe or anything like that. So imagine somebody that's really cynical, hates the world, has been through all of that, and someone gives you the book, The Secret, and it tells you to take responsibility for your own life. I remember just throwing the book back at the person going, 
like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> and then she gave it back to me and said, read it with an open mind. And I thought, well, I don't want to be a closed minded person. So I read it again. And then I actually watched the documentary. And for me, I'm quite a visual person. So when I actually watched the documentary, it really resonated with me. And I thought there's something in this. There's something that I have been given. I'm about to, you know, get on a plane and go to Australia for a year. And I thought this is my opportunity to, to do what I said I would do 12 years ago. And um, from there, like I just absolutely consumed so much around the secret, so much around the universe. Like I literally was constantly eating up so many of the, this information for over a year. But then I didn't know how to get it out of my head and actually put it into practice. So um, within a year being in Australia, I actually had a coach and he really helped me um, slow down the process of soaking all of this information up and starting to put it into practice. And from there, I really was able to go back to that situation that I was in and really start focusing on that empathy being a lot more gentle on myself for the situation that I was in and really starting to, I suppose, look at the world and look at other people in a different way, going, you know, if they're behaving in a certain way, you know, why, why should we react to them? Why don't we actually say, hey, you know, what's going on in your life that's, that's causing you to react that way? Because, you know, I was in that situation. So I really started to look at the world and the people in it in a completely different way. And being in Australia meant that I was out of the environment that I was in. I was out of the people that I was around and not that they were bad in any way. But sometimes I feel that you have to be completely out of your environment in order to change. And I'm not saying to people here that you have to go to the other side of the world to do that. <laughs> Please don't think that you have to do that. That was just the situation that I was in. Um, and it's been the best thing for me to, to be in. But again, for other people, it might just be changing jobs, changing lifestyle, changing people that they are around. So that's really, I suppose, my backstory in um, to where I am today, to, to why I do teach empathy. And going into organizations, so I have been a manager of large teams. And my approach was really around putting myself in their shoes. How can I guide them? How can I support them? as well as leading them, as well as setting boundaries, as well as being able to be assertive. And obviously there's been a lot of situations where I've been in where I've thought, God, I could have done better. I, you know, I didn't respond as well as I wanted to. I wanted to react and different things, but it really makes me stop and pause and go, right, let's actually just think about how I'm going to respond to certain situations that I'm in. Do, do I sometimes go back to the, the old patterns? Of course, certain things that happen in my life that I'm triggered. Um, I definitely do react. However, it's a lot less than it used to be. I have definitely have a lot more empathy for different things that are going on in my life and in other people's. So definitely that life experience, but definitely the work that I've been in is now where I am today with my business and empathy is something that I really teach a lot of different people um, and that's one of the main foundational skills that I teach people before um, teaching them how to be a public speaker or how to be a better communicator it's really all about empathy with themselves to then how we can actually give empathy to other people Wow. So I hope that answers that that part, first part of our question. That I I had goosebumps the whole entire time. Um, <laughs> that honest, your story is incredible, and thank you so much for sharing that and being vulnerable. Mm. Um, you know, and I I I love the fact that you are sharing your story because like mm -hmm. that woman in your workplace, you know, people, when they share, well, this has actually happened to me. More people yeah. are, are, have the, what we have as a safe space to speak up and say, well, actually, you know, I'm kind of going through something like that too. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for having the bravery to, you know, lead the way, um, you know, yeah. for us women that potentially if we are mm. in those situations in bad relationships, um, you know, and I can't, imagine at 18 in another country about to get married like that's just absolutely mind-boggling so um you know from where you were before to where you are now um you are you've come an extremely long way so I'm wow I'm I'm gobsmacked 
I'm absolutely blown away. And hey, look, if people need to go travel around the world to find themselves, I don't think that's, that's right. Um, yeah, so I don't think anyone <laughs> would argue with that, wouldn't they? If it's kind of like, oh, if I have to go to Hawaii or if I have to go to, you know, some other luxury de- destination in order to find myself, what a, what a problem. Um, but look, no, honestly, you came, came to an amazing place in Australia. Um, but mm. I think, it's, you know, it's absolutely shaped who you are. And look, the, mm. um, the secret, what an amazing, mm. uh, amazing book and amazing documentary. Uh, and Definitely. honestly, secretly, Melanie, I watched the video too. <laughs> I did not get the book. I'm much more of a documentary, Netflix, yes. doco chick. Yeah. That is absolutely yes. me. Um, but look, I would love to, to dive into a bit more about, you know, what mm. is empathy? So um, for mm. all our ambitious women that are on the podcast, um, you know, as you've mentioned, uh, you know, that empathy is such an important skill to have, mm. to really learn to um, understand and be in another person's shoes. And we do that, mm. like we're, we're in relationships like that all the time, like family, yeah. friends, work colleagues, or even if we're running our own business, uh, with mm. customers. So what's your definition of empathy? What does it look like? So d- empathy, and it's something that I, I, I share with people a lot. So it's the six and nine. So you know how we have a, the number six, and then if we look at it from a different way, it looks like a number nine. So what I say to people is, is that when we meet different people, whether it's workplace relationships, whatever, is that we tend to be is that we're one or the other. So you'll be looking at a six, I'll be looking at a nine. And what tends to happen is that nobody likes to come over and, and see how you think. So I use this as a reference a lot and say, you know, what would it look like to just come over? Like you're not giving up anything part of you because a lot of people can be quite the ego comes into it. So it's around, well, I'm not coming over because I look like I'm maybe I'm weak or I look like I'm a failure or whatever. I'm losing control. And I say to people, but if you just come over and you just listen to the person, you know, what, what's, how, how bad is that going to be? You know, you can come over, but you can come back you know, it's not about going over there and you have to stay over there and give up any of your values or anything about your self-worth or anything like that. It's just, hey, I'm going to come over and I'm going to listen to you more. So really being able to listen, your, our human nature is, is that we want to be listened to and understood. So if we don't come over to the other person and listen, understand and go, right, I'm now going to come over to my side and I'm going to share with you how I feel about that. Is that okay? So whereas we can tend to just react and we stay in that six and nine perspective when we never go over. So really it is, it is about pausing and stopping and going, hey, I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen to what that person has to say. Even if the person's saying it and their tone might not be what you like, but it's just about sometimes people just need to vent they just need to let go, but it's not directed at you. So I suppose it's making sure that, you know, you're have empathy with yourself, that you've got the, you've got the boundaries within yourself that you're not going to take on how that person is potentially um, responding to you or reacting to you. It's more about, I'm really confident in who I am and I'm okay with that person venting um, because that's what that person really needs right now. So it is just about, being present in that moment you know just saying is this fact is this reality or is this my past experience that's happened to me that's triggering me because of what that person is saying doing acting because that's the thing if we don't stop and ask ourselves is this real or is this um, imaginary is that we just go into default we go into the default of the triggeredness of a past experience that we've had um, and I know that because I've been there I've been there and, and I'm you know we're still all there I'm still there at times as well that people will trigger me and then I have to go is this real or is this a past experience that seems a little bit similar right now well I have a choice I have a choice to go I'm going to go over to six I'm not going to stay at nine let's go over and listen to what that person has to say so things like if you know in, in workshops that I've ran is that people will say um, and they'll maybe say something and I'll say well tell me more about that I'd really love to be able to hear more how you um, feel about that situation what your take is on it and sometimes that's all we have to say is tell me more 
And those are those key words that people go, great, she's going, he or she is going to listen to me more. Um, because what happens is if we don't listen to people properly, that's how people get agitated, they get annoyed, it, they really go to that aggression is because you're not listening to them. You become like that child that's like, I want that toy and I'm going to display some of these emotions <laughs> around that. And we have that inner voice that really creeps up and our ego gets up and goes hey this person's saying this to you like are you going to let this happen i know from myself that would really happen a lot that my inner voice would say hey you didn't grow up being um, allowing other people to speak to you this way so it's like you know sometimes our parents and our family and different things those voices really get heightened with you know you're going to put up with that <laughs> I, I honestly, the, I, the only thing I'm thinking about in my mind right now is when Daniel, my partner, Daniel and I are barking at each other about something rather than you're not listening to me. Yes. <laughs> and all he gets like, you're not listening. Why? Do, and I'm like, you're not understanding my quote. And it's so funny, right? Because I think, mm. you know, it comes, it is so hard to be objective. And yes. especially when emotions are flowing high, um, yes. you know, emotions, you know, we, I think when we enter into arguments or we enter into, let's say conflict, right? Mm. So when, when we enter into conflict, I think, you know, emotions can run quite high or, you know, depending on the topic. Um, mm. But it's the reaction that is we are completely in control. And that's, yes. you know, what you're saying where it's like you have the control of, and I love the six and nine. I love it. Mm. that It is such a simple way to explain yeah. empathy. Like, you know, mm. being able to go into somebody else's shoes, but you don't have yeah. to stay there. And yes. and I love that you've touched on the idea of you don't have to stay there because I think mm. maybe some people get confused with empathy being, well, I'll share with you my opinion or I have mm. to listen to your opinion, but I yeah. don't, but you don't necessarily need to take on that opinion. Like, so, it, you yes. know. No, that's great. I love that. That's really cool. Really yeah. Good. <laughs> really good. So what, do, what, does, what does good and not so good look like when it comes to empathy? And, and this can be in mm. any context, right? So whether mm. it be, um, you know, uh, in leadership or whether it be just in, in your relationships or in a small business, what does, mm. yeah, what does good and not so good look like with empathy? Mm. I mean, the good, the good definitely is, is just stopping. So sometimes it's okay. The person has come in, they've said this to you, is that just taking a deep breath because it just allows you to pause, digest what the person's saying. And you could even say, you know, um, thank you so much for sharing with me. Just give me a second to get myself where I need to be. Um, and I'm just thinking about the answer, but just breathing because it just pauses that part of our brain that doesn't go to reaction mode because we're, you know, we've taken a breath. We're not sitting there tense about what I'm going to um, say next. And it's okay to say to people, you know, thanks for sharing just give me a moment to gather my thoughts and, and, and get where I need to be is that people find that it's like that silence. They've got to fill it rather than just, you know, going, I'm just going to sit here, stand here and give myself that moment to become present, making sure of that control of you're not going to go back in the past. You're going to stay present and, and really, you know, just saying to that person, okay, that's great for sharing however just tell me a little bit more about that because sometimes it's just that person who's come in and they've said this because and potentially is that it's actually somebody else that's annoyed them but you might just be that first person that they see so it's more about finding out more about well tell me how you feel that way or why you're reacting has something happened in your day because then you start to go okay it's actually not anything to do with me they're just venting they're just here I can be here to listen to them and, and I think as well as just having that empathy for yourself as well, like if you can really work more on yourself, when these things arise, you're not going to take it personally. So the more work that you can do for yourself, the better position that you're going to be in to no matter what um, situation happens. And I think as well is that, especially if you're in a workplace and you're in leadership, and I know that from experience, is that it's okay if you 
um, are not perfect in what you say and what you do, because we can't be perfect at all times. And I'm not saying that, you know, potentially you're not going to react at certain times. But one of the biggest learnings for me is that when we do react, how long are you going to react for? And do you actually go back and apologize to that person? So I would say the biggest thing around that of what of what empathy looks like is the ability to go back and apologize to that person rather than just going I'm just going to sweep it under the carpet and go well I've reacted to that person well that's just tough that's the way that I was feeling that day it's about you being the leader in showing people that you're human and that there is going to be times when you are going to react and say the wrong thing especially if you're busy and you've got staff and you've got colleagues coming to you every second of the day and you're like I'm trying to get stuff done is that you go back to the person and you apologize um, and you have that convert and you say, hey, let's actually sit down and have some time when we both have time. I'd love to be able to continue this conversation when we both have time. And um, so really, yeah, being able to apologize is massive. And for some people, it's not easy. Um, but massively being able to go, hey, I haven't had time to get myself in, in a space that I need to. I have reacted. Well, let's just apologize. And being able to do that and showing vulnerability, showing that you're human at the end of the day um, is real empathy because you're showing your own emotions. And people then understand it. They become relatable that they think, oh, my boss or the person that owns that business they're actually human and they feel just like we do they react just like we do they're not this like perfect person and up in a pedestal it's like we're all human we're all equal no matter whether you've you've got a title or whatever you're still a human being at the end of the day definitely love that yeah and, and it builds such strong relationships as mm. well like and and the ability to apologize which i've constantly told um, look at me going on about me and my party here we, here we go on this one um you know talking about I'm talking about apologizing um it's hard like it's really yeah. hard to be able to apologize um look i i want to just um ask a question because mm. you, you mentioned a few times uh about you know, asking the other person questions and, and sort mm. of uh, trying to, you know, understand a bit more. What, what do you think, does curiosity and wonder play a part in empathy? Definitely, definitely. Because if you don't come over to the other person and I say like, I think as well as adults, as we lose a lot of that curiosity, we lose a lot of the playfulness and things like that is it suddenly becomes like it's that six and nine and we stay there. Whereas like when, if you think about children, is the children get over stuff like that so quickly, but they kind of have that curiosity when they're young of like, oh, why are you upset? Like what's happened? And Definitely, we have to be more curious because it's the only way we dig deeper to what's actually going on for that person because it's surface level and we never actually know whether it's us or whether it's something else that's happened to them without being curious and about asking more questions. So it is about asking better questions is how we actually get to the root cause of what's actually happening for that person to then potentially find solutions or we find other people potentially that could help them. It might not be for me. Sometimes I'll say to clients, you know, there's, there's, only, there's so much that I can do with you. However, if there's maybe some some mindset blockages or some trauma is that, you know, I will actually have some people that, you know, we could work together with them. So it's about recognizing the fact that you, yes, you can say you're an expert, but there's going to be some things that you potentially don't find comfortable to deal with people. So knowing that you can um, get to the, the root cause of what's happening and then go, do you know what? I'm actually not able to help you. However, I've got someone else who could potentially help you as well. Yeah, fantastic. That's great. It's I think, mm -hmm. it, and this all really builds quite nicely into sort of how this will be. This will really build us to be strong leaders now, and it's mm. a huge benefit to have empathy as part of your sort of skill set. Um, mm. Which kind of leads me into my favorite question. I love this question, <laughs> which is really you know how how is it that how will empathy help us as ambitious women to win the battle of relevance um, now mm. and into the future? So what does that look like for us now? But why is it really important for us to have empathy in the future? Mm. 
And, and I always say to people now is that we're such an, an a social media space, the digital age, like everything becomes about technology. And I would say that people crave communication, contact, authenticity more than ever. We kind of went through that stage of the last couple of years, everything was technology. And people thought, oh, I'm going to be able to create this amazing businesses and never have to speak to people again. And I think that we've now got that generation coming up that actually are wanting to cut through the BS and go, hey, if I can't connect with you, if you're not being authentic, if you're going to be fake, we're, we're, we're not up for this. And I think that we need communication more than ever, but we need empathy more than ever because we now have a lot more around mental health issues now. They become more aware of what's happening in the workplace, with your business, with relationships like there's just so much now that we are um, affected by um, and it comes down to a lot of it's around your mindset and we have a lot of stress to deal with as well because the world is changing so when we have to go through any change especially teams as well is that people get a bit freaked out and they become resistant to change so we really need that more than ever is that the world is changing at such a fast speed is that the more that we can be leaders, no matter what you're doing, having empathy for other people who don't like change and they're, and they're scared. A lot of people will be scared around um, keeping their job, finances. There'll be so much of that. And I say about that hierarchy of needs, it's about going through that with other people and going, you know, are they fearful of having a roof taken off and taken away from them, that they're not going to have finances, that they're mortgaged to the hill? Like there'll be a lot of different things. And I hear it from my clients as well as they get new jobs, they're on probation, they're really worried about it, they feel like they've already proved themselves. And I'd say, like, you've just got to be yourself. So having empathy reduces stress not only for yourself but stress for the other person it gives us an opportunity to communicate more effectively go into more in-depth conversations with people is that we can't just on the surface just give people information because people now want to know everything we're in such a, a space where we want to know but we also want to know how we do something so it's about you being the leader of um, changing bringing in empathy but teaching it to others because you reduce the stress you will then bring down the ego so I always say to people you know the old um the star sign is it Pisces and you have the scales the flipping scales I hope I'm correct on that one so I always say to people right those scales you're in control of how you move them so, you know, if you want to um, bring the ego down and bring your communication up and bring mindfulness up and empathy up, it's actually bringing down stress, bringing down the ego, bringing down the inner voice, because you're in control of which way you flip that. So the more that you can bring down stress, so for me, it's bringing in meditation, it's bringing in mindfulness, it's bringing in that empathy, brings down stress, brings down the reaction time, and really then puts up that mindfulness. And then what happens is when you can bring down stress, it actually increases your communication and your intelligence. So, you know, how many of you would love to have more um, intelligence and, and more um, response time with your communication? Well, it is about having empathy and it's really about, you know, doing mindfulness. It's really about meditation, all of those things that really help you become more happier as well in that space. And empathy is about knowing your needs and wants, but it's also about knowing what the other person needs and wants are but still keeping your own boundaries because especially if you're a business owner and you're a manager of teams, you've still got to have boundaries with people. But when you discuss needs and wants, aspirations, their dreams, then you have such an open conversation with people. And I know for myself, when, when I've been an employee and as a manager, having those conversations of 
What do you want out of this job? You know, what's your expectations of how many years you might potentially work? Then everybody knows um, and you know how to support people better. So it's about having those open conversations. And I know sometimes they're scary because you think, oh, I don't really want my employee to say that they're only going to be here for six months. But if you know, you can plan ahead. So it is about kind of not burying your head in the sand and having more open conversations because then people will be more likely to approach you because they know that you've got empathy but they know that they can come to you with whatever it is that they need um, and you're going to listen and understand them definitely so it, I think it's massively in this world that the next generation coming up emotional intelligence is high on their list so mm. out of soft skills that people need in organizations emotional intelligence is super high in that scale of being able to have um, in that and people think oh I have to be really vulnerable and I have to share all of these stories with people and I say you don't have to share stories like I have it's just stories of you know how have you got to where you are today what's some struggles that you've had what challenges what highs and lows what's kind of the inner discovery external discovery what's some of the successes those are some amazing stories that you can share with people um, and doesn't have to be something that you're not comfortable with but people love to be able to hear your journey so anybody that comes into your life will be um, come into it at a different um, a different part of your journey. So we should never assume that people know who we are and where we've come from. So it's about having some of those stories that you continually to share with people, um, because we should never just assume. And I always say, Oscar Wilde says, when we assume, we make an ass out of you and me. So we should never assume. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And it's so true. It is absolutely so true. You know, crush those assumptions and, and those stories yep. that you share, you know, is really important to be able to, mm. I, I guess, not just build the relationship with others, but to allow, you know, empathy to come into the, those flow, those conversations, mm. um, you know, and, and I, I agree with you very much in the fact that, you know, especially leaders must have empathy because of mm. the changing dynamic world that we're living in. Yep. Businesses are having to like completely transform the way that they mm. do business whether it's their products, yep. their services, customer service, you name it. Um, yeah. And then their employees have to change and the yeah. change is so incredibly rapid um yeah that leaders have to move people through the change curve um yes. you know and make sure that they can you know come through and if they can't the empathy is important you know at that yeah. time um you touched on Absolutely. a few things around mindfulness meditation storytelling yeah. um so yes. tell me what what is melanie's top tips of how to be more <laughs> empathetic um you know because that's always a always good thing to know and good thing to learn mm. so what i'm going to do is for this one i, I was thinking about it is that I, and i'll take you through this technique and, and and again for everybody watching and listening so this is one of my very, very brief, I mean, I, I do it for longer with clients, but for this one, it's something you can literally do for 30 seconds before you have to go into a meeting or speak to a client or speak to someone or whatever. So basically what I get people to do is to close your eyes, get as comfortable as you can and take a massive deep breath in and out. And take another deep breath and relax all the muscles in your face. And I want you to think about an amazing achievement that you have personally or professionally to date that you are proud of. Then take another deep breath and relax the muscles in your jaw. Then take another deep breath and relax your entire body. 
then think of someone or something that makes you feel like smiling. Recall a special memory from the past that fills you with pleasure and joy. Then take another deep breath, and when you're ready, open your eyes. Oh, I love that. And you would have loved seeing that. <laughs> Melody's staring at my face while I've got my eyes closed. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's love really, it. that is so good. And tell, tell me, what's the, I, I guess, I, I know for me, that kind of felt really nice to do a nice quick meditation um, mm. and to have that sort of self-reflection. But what some of the responses you get from your so so with this this is teaching you to relax be present and access a fond memory so i teach people a 12-step strategy to compassionate communication with yourself and others so literally doing this breathing you've got this achievement so it's about setting that um self-worth and self-value for you from those achievements that you have so no matter what you're faced with it is small compared to like some things that you've overcome and some achievements that you've made. And then it brings you into the present moments. So you're not thinking of the past. You're not thinking of the future. You're right here and now. And when you access that fond memory, it puts you in that more relaxed state. You're more open, you're more approachable. And again, it's, it's, non-verbal communication is so important so if someone comes in you're already got your facial expressions your body's relaxed you're in that fond memory that you're like do you know what like this is this is you know insignificant to the amazing things that I have in my life I'm more open and more empathetic to help the next person that I'm about to help so that's just something that I say to people, you know, you could close the door of your office, go to the toilet, just sit in your car and literally access this before you communicate with people. And it just really helps you have that foundation um, to more empathy and just something for yourself. But it's not only for yourself, it's actually going to help the other person because you've helped yourself first. So it's like in the morning doing meditation is that I've served myself and now I'm ready to serve everybody else for the rest of the day. It's the same. It's the same thing. Oh, that's great. And that's so, it's so easy, so easy to do. And it's so easy to be, I, I wish everyone did that in, before they, they come into their meet in a meeting, <laughs> especially if it's a really difficult conversation that you're going to have. It's like, okay, everybody breathe. <laughs> um, yes. But no, that's so good. Thank you for that. And I think, you know, you, you've mentioned, I guess, a few resources throughout, um, you know, mm. the episode one of them being the secret. Um, mm. But is there, I guess, any resources that you would recommend um, specifically for building empathy? And, and is there something mm. that um, you offer as well? Yeah. So for me, I suppose I can say is my, my morning routine of what, of what I do is, so I do get up um, early before everybody else. And I do my meditation. I do my journaling, exercising, everything that I need to do for me. So it is that I'm of service. So you're ready to serve for the rest of the day. And, um, being able to do that and I listen so after I've done my meditation I'm listening to podcasts I'm listening to things on YouTube so and I've written some of these down so a lot of my main people that I do listen to are Brittany Brown um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, Gabby Bernstein um, Greg Barden so they are some um people that I listen to because they're very into and um, they've got science based as well around what they do around meditation and empathy and and how you see the world and the perspective that you have so those things are massive um, that I do listen to so I'd say to people especially Brene Brown she's very into the you know authenticity and vulnerability and especially for for leaders um, and she's got some great resources around especially if you're having meetings with people she's got her I think it's her rumble language and um, that I have touched on before that's a really good one if you're having to go in and do any kind of conflict around that so I always say to people is that do the work on yourself do that more of that work on yourself because it is going to help more throughout the day when you're faced with things and I say to people think of your favorite Hollywood movie right you think how long would they take to make that I mean, you know one and a half hour movie they've done so much groundwork before 
that amazing movie comes out. So it's like your life, your work, your business, like you've got to do the, the groundwork behind it. Communication, empathy, there has to be groundwork. You have to improve and you have to improve your skill because communication is a skill and so is empathy and emotional intelligence. It's a skill that you have to learn and you have to improve on and practice each day and get better at it each and every single day. So being able to think of those people that you can follow, definitely. Um, those are some amazing people definitely to follow. Um, for myself, you know, I, I do um, I do have some different things on my website as well, um, which I'm sure I can I can send to you and, and be able to do some links on there and I can definitely help more people with that. But I think it's just carving out some of your day of going, where can I have, you know, 15, 20 minutes to do something for me? If meditation is not your thing, it might be exercising. You go up and you go to the gym. That's something that you're going to do for yourself because I think a lot of empathy comes down to when we don't do enough for ourselves, then we start to react to other people. We find that people annoy us more. We resent people more because we're like, I don't have time to be able to do things for myself. And especially if you're introverted, so I am an introvert as much as I'm a speaker and everything else. If I don't get time for myself, then I know that I will react a lot more than I can respond. So it's about knowing you, who you are, who's, what's your boundaries, what's your energy introverted extroverted make sure that you're able to carve time out for yourself and that will really help because you've given the empathy for yourself and it will then be easier to to give to other people as well that's fantastic and and all your links so uh for everyone that's listening all your links all the resources that you recommended and gabby mm. bernstein amazing um yeah definitely i'll be putting them in the caption so you guys can yep. jump over to the caption and have a look and have a read um excellent but i just want to say a huge thank you you know you've shared so much about yourself and and obviously mm. how we can really help and you've given us some really good tips to be able to take away which is great so thank you so much um if if there was one lasting sentence you would want to share with the share with those ambitious women out there around empathy what would that one powerful sentence be never never give up on your dreams and we're all in a working progress so be gentle on yourself Oh, I love that. That's so good. Yay. Thank you so much, Melanie. Honestly, thank you for your time today. Um, guys, please connect with Melanie uh, on her socials. Have a look at her website. As I said, it will all be in the captions below. Um, but guys, that is it. Thank you so much for listening to the Future Me podcast. If you do like the show, please remember to um, leave a review. And if you'd like to stay connected by subscribing to the podcast as well, please stay hungry and humble and I will see you all on my next episode.